Welcome to episode number 35 of the Gimme Golf Podcast, powered by MyrtleBeachGolfTrips.com. I'm your host, Meredith Kirk, and today I'm joined by Caledonia Golf and Fish Club and True Blue Golf Club's PGA General Manager, Bob Saganti. Today's episode is all about how I fell in love with golf again. If you have had an up and down relationship with golf and need some tips on falling in love with the game again, we are here to help you spark a new love affair with the game. Bob, we're sitting here on the veranda at Caledonia Golf and Fish Club, and our topic for this podcast is why I fell in love with golf again. And if you have never been to Caledonia, I can tell you, you're going to fall in love with golf instantly if you sit about five minutes on this veranda. This is truly probably the best view in all of Myrtle Beach, I have to admit. I mean, I was just mesmerized coming into this place, so gorgeous the oak trees and everything bob this is your view every single day certainly you love golf oh i do love golf and i'm incredibly blessed and a quick story of how i got into the golf business uh years ago back in the very early 90s uh i was involved in the seasonal business somewhere else and and we come down here in the winter time and actually with 10 bar up at uh, webster's it's a different name now but litchfield beach and golf resort so, and I had gotten into golf in my late teens, and the first time I drove in here, I'd heard about this amazing golf course, Caledonia Golf and Fish Club, and I said, well, I you know, had a day off or something. I said, let me go check this place out. And by the time I drove in the entrance road mm-hmm. under those, the canopy of live oaks, mm-hmm. I made the turn to come down to the clubhouse. I'm looking at the, the first hole, which would be on your left coming in, and the 10th hole, which I found out would, well, what was the 10th hole, on the right by the time i got to the clubhouse i literally decided that i wanted to be in the golf business and i was not in the golf business at that time i said i need to make this happen that's how much i love golf wow it's almost uh, like a self-prophecy here you are a young kid driving in here this leads you to the golf business did you ever think that you would be the general manager which you are now for the years and the amount of time you've been here i mean that's pretty cool uh, it is cool. I, I'm blessed. Uh, it, there was a lot of hard work, and also work for you know a company that recognized. Uh, I, I don't want to say my talents, but my hard work. And I, I started, and I wasn't that young. It was actually second career for me. So by the time I started here, I was in my oh probably 26 or 27, I guess. Before I'd fully moved down here, I'd sold out. I had a share in a restaurant, like I said, in another place in South Jersey, which I belonged to a super awesome golf course up there called Avalon Country Club, which was where I learned to play golf and do a little bit of drinking too, quite frankly. <laughs> but um, um, it, it, it's just, I, I started like most people start in the golf business, right? I started outside. I was a full-time, full-time starter ranger five days a week and I'd get your bag drop shift to make a little cash money. So um, I, I've, I've worked in every position and I loved every one that I did, but there was just an always opportunity to move up and we have an amazing team here. We've always had an amazing team. Um, and I'm just fortunate to, to get to this position. You know, it's rare, you know, it's rare to hear that title. It's on my business card and, and when folks say, hey, Bob, the general manager or something, but uh, I'm just part of the team and, and I'm happy to be part of the team. Well, that's why we love you so much because you're, uh, you're just such a down-to-earth person. You're so real. And, you know, I have found, and Nate, you and I have discussed this, we've been in the golf business for several decades now, like <laughs> you, Bob. We've all been in a long time. And, I mean, I can say my perspective is this. 
when you have been in pretty much every position and you have worked every position, I have found that the best GMs are the ones that have been cross-trained like yeah. that and that have experienced every single position because that's how you can lead and really operate you know, a golf course functionally when you know what it's like to be in every position and you certainly have. And I think that's what makes you so cool is because you're not, uh, even though you're at the top technically in the triangle, you, you don't look at it that way. You see everyone as equals no matter what you're doing because you've been there. Yeah, so, well, thank you for saying that. And I, I, I think my, my kids would, would check your, your coolness factor there. They may not think I'm so cool <laughs> most of the time. But uh, it, it's funny you say that because um, we, were, we were having a conversation with our team one day and, and – I, the older you get, you sort of like these these business phrases or inspirational quotes. Like I've kind of leaned into them, and you and you you try and have perspective in in your life and in in, in your golf and in your workplace. And mm-hmm. and I was thinking, I said, and we have young people or o- older folks, whatever, start here all the time, right? Everyone has a first day or first week on the job, and um, and try and meet everybody. You don't meet everybody the first day, and. Say, hey, look, here, here's where we're at. We say, welcome to Caledonia, welcome to True Blue, the rest is up to you. You know, use your personality. And I said, I will tell you this, that no one here should ever ask you to do something they're not willing to do. And um, and I said, you know, hey, you know, I haven't cleaned the toilet. Or, or hey, where's the trash going dumpster? Come on, I'll show you. you. You take the trash out there, right? right. Hey. You know, we, you know, we're let, let's pay attention to litter. You, you pick up, you, you have to do, you have to lead by example. Mm-hmm. Telling someone to do something, that is not leadership. You lead by example. I mean, you, you can have directives and everything and you need to have those. But if you're not willing to do whatever you would ask anyone of the 120 people that work in our company, which is True Blue Caledonia, Caledonia Golf Vacations, if you're not willing to do that and mm-hmm you're not going to be very successful. That's right. And, you know, you'd have to survey the staff to, to see how successful I am as a general manager. But I know as a company we do very well because we're, we're really involved in the team aspect and there's no job too small. I could never ask you to, hey, Meredith, uh, you know, you have to clean out the dumpster. Well, I don't know how to do that. Well, I'm not going to show you because I'm the general manager or I'm the head professor, I'm the director of golf. That's not the way it works. So that's, you, know. you, you hit it on the head because, you know, when we started, you had to start as, you started as a starter ranger, you had to start and work every job to work your way up. I mean, that's sure. just the, this is the way it was. And it's funny you say that because I had the same philosophy, never ask anyone something you wouldn't do. There was one day we had a tournament when I was at River Club and the porch had cobwebs on it. So I got the power washer out myself, put on grubs, went out, power washed. Guy was coming to talk to me about a golf tournament. And he goes, I want to talk to the head golf professional. And the guy points, he goes, can't be him. And he, the guy comes out and was actually was literally upset with me. It's like, you're the head pro and you're out washing power wash. And I said, well, it's got to be done. But that's I sub- sub- subscribe to that. Yeah. And that's the hard work and dedication of that actually gets you to where Bob, like where Bob's at today. Absolutely. Just, well, it will gets all of us to where we are. And uh, at, at some point along the line, you know, someone will pat us on the back, say, hey, you're doing a great job. You say, hey, thank you. But you lean into the next task, whatever it is. And I never got to what what I thought was my, uh, I don't even say it was an analogy because I get I get so distracted. So excuse me, because we're just so used to multitasking. So someone, and I said, 
So when you start in the golf business, or I, I would imagine this is true in any business, I've been in other businesses, you know, you, you start at the bottom of the totem pole, right? Everyone gives you direction, right? When, you, when you're the low person on the totem pole, you get direction from everybody. And I've noticed when you become the general manager, technically you're at the top of the totem pole, Everybody gives you direction, yeah. right? <laughs> Everybody gives you direction, right? Everyone, you know, you, you sort of, you're here when you start. I hate to use the term bottom, but that's where you start, and you get direction in everybody, and kind of, and then when, and when you get to the top, you get direction but from you, everybody. You, but you you're, know, everyone's looking for you not to make a mistake, but they want good, solid direction, good, solid good leadership. Because yeah, they, it is a good they've thing. They've seen that you will do their job. Right. And they see you're a down-to-earth person, and they say, "I can go to him and say, we need to. This needs to be better." So, whereas if you were just someone that came in, you know, dress shirt every day, sat up in your office, and it's like, like you said, just directing people, they would tend to not do that. Right. But they know that you've done their job, and they know they can relate to you. So that's important. But that kind of gets to what the topic is, mm -hmm. because when you work so hard in this industry, mm -hmm. you kind of get away from playing golf why why what brought you into this anyway and it, it's golf so I mean with your responsibilities here being the general manager how do you take the time out for yourself to get out there and find that passion and love for golf well I, um, I'll say this and you are a hundred percent right and there is no I have never met anybody anybody who works in the golf business who did not get into the business because they didn't love the game because no one looks at it and says, hey, this is going to be an amazing career where I'm going to attain, you know, if wealth is what makes you happy, you need to take, no, you, you simply get into it. I love golf. I want to be around it. I, I want to see if I can make this work in my life. And that's how it started for me. I just loved it so much. I wanted to be a part of it. You know, I went from making a very nice living as a, you know, owning a seasonal restaurant, supplementing that income to rolling back. As a matter of fact, to the point, I just got married at that time. And my wife was looking at me like, what are you doing? You know, your income level goes from here, and then, then you're working for minimum wage and tips. And I said, well, we'll be okay. We have some savings. And, and it's all worked out beautifully for us. But um, so get, finding the time to play golf. Um, it becomes back burner. It becomes back burner. I mean, at some point, we're all PJ professionals or LPJ professionals. Clearly, we had enough ability to get those credentials to play, right? And so we were, we were, whether we were, you know, accomplished players or not. I mean, I, I could have never made a dime playing golf. You know, you used to be able to play good golf, you know, with handicap wise, with scratch or better. But um, it just kind of it can get away from you if you start focusing on other things. Mm -hmm. And uh, what had happened to me, how I fell in love with golf again, and this is just recent. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't play for 15 years, but when I did play. It was pretty crappy. I mean, most of the time. I like mean, how crappy? Um, well, you know, <laughs> now it was rare, really, to be honest with you. For I, I really, since um, I hardly played any eighteen hole rounds with scoring my own ball since like two thousand and thirteen, and there, there's a different reason for that too. But uh, we can circle back on that. But um, you know, I basically just played captain choice events. Yeah. You know, and you, you know, you hit a few long drives. You know, you hit a couple of decent iron shots, swing. But man, I mean, I don't know, like topping the ball, like you know, just mm -hmm. a couple of hosel rockets yeah. out there, yeah. just out of the blue. Or yeah, I mean, come on, guys, let's just get nitty gritty. I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, pretty <laughs> terrible. And it's not, and it's not like the guys and gals I'm playing with. They're like, yeah, okay, you know, just rusty and everything. It got to the point where it's kind of like, 
you know, I'm hoping. <laughs> it it, it kind of got to the point where, where, like, playing with strangers or folks it's I tough. didn't know, I was not, like, tough, comfortable. It? And I had yeah. gone from, I mean, I'd be the guy out there giving clinics or doing, yeah. you know, back in the day, you know, hey, I don't care. You want to have 50 people sitting behind me? I'll hit these flop shots all day long, and I'm not worried about blading water. Then all of a sudden it got to the point where I'm just playing with, you know, three men and women who are just kind of met, but it's just some captain's choice fun. And they're like, this guy's supposed to be PGA pro and he is hitting it like all over the lot. So it's pretty bad. So, yeah. so here's the other thing. Pretty bad. They don't know you. Here is the general manager, PGA general manager of Caledonian True Blue. So there are expectations regardless of that PGA is beside your name. It's like, oh, he's the pro. Right. Play Automatic the pro. pressure. Yeah. And if you don't play and keep up with your game, it can go south so quick. I took 15 years off. I mean, yeah. it's like I was injured and didn't, couldn't play the way I played. Not that I was like, I wasn't a really good player. If I shot below 80 or below, 75 to 80, I was like ecstatic. Right. So par turned into 80, but it's the pressure of playing with people with the expectation level. And then you have expectations of yourself. It's like, I don't want to go out there today, you know? Yeah. Because you don't have time. I mean, you don't, when you get that responsibility that you have, you don't have time to spend working on your game, going out and playing, and you kind of get away from it. It's like, I just want to go home today. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll debate you on one point. Um, and I, folks will say, oh, well, you're in the business. You can't play golf. That is, that is bull crap. Our owner, our ownership group, our whole management, myself, we encourage everybody to play. So it wasn't like, hey, I don't want to see, you know, our ownership group wasn't like, hey, I don't want to see the pro out there playing two or three times a week, you know. Now, of course, if it's 9 o'clock in the morning and you're squeezing in between a full morning, that's a different story. But, no, we encourage everyone to play golf. So I could never use that as an excuse. I would say that I have, I don't make the time to play golf. I would find excuses not to play. It wasn't because I couldn't play because of, of work responsibilities. There was always, there was always time today. Of course, raising kids and mm -hmm. coaching other sports and doing all those things, they all take time. And, and golf does take time. But there is no excuse for – you know, True Blue's got an amazing practice facility. There's no excuse not to go to Steve Dresser Golf Academy, which mm -hmm. has been there for 14 years. And Steve that's is awesome. Steve, or, or, or all of it, right? There was just no excuse for that. So it was all just self-inflicted. I mean, there was yeah. no outside pressures where, now, could I get out and play three times a week? No. Could, I get, out, could is, I get out and play once a week? The not question every is, week. did you want to? Yeah, okay. no, I didn't want to because... I don't, when I hear, oh, I'm working on my game or I'm grinding out yeah, yeah. there, to me, I have a whole new perspective on that. It's not a grind. It's not work. I want to do it. I'm enjoying the process of getting better at golf again. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't want to do it because I knew that I, w I hadn't practiced enough or kept up with anything. I wasn't keeping up with technology and equipment. I wasn't, you know, I didn't know where my swing was. I mean, I had probably for two. A dozen years, I had this over-the-top move that I would yep. never take literally five minutes to figure out why I was doing that. It was just a natural move for me to come over. So everything was just super solid, you know, at impact. It felt that way. Then you look up, and there's that ball going, you know, middle of target, and it's moving left. It's and that, and it's not a draw. Divisa, it's a pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, man, it is hard to talk to that. And for years, I figured it out. And, and I know I'm rambling on here. But in the last eight weeks, I fixed that. I fixed that by watching a 30-second video clip. A 30-second video clip. See, video tips. They work. Uh, they work. 
And that is part of why, what, so here's, here's getting, I'm rambling on here. Here's so my wife set me straight back in February. Here's how I felt. It takes a woman sometimes it does. to do that. Well, it, well, <laughs> it, it does. It, and, you know, my wife will suffer fools occasionally, but not all the time and not under her roof. So, um, Every February, I get together with guys I played softball with for years. So, we, you know, like 28 guys go out. We went out and played True Blue. And, uh, you know, of course, prerequisite round of golf, I practiced for 30 minutes like two days before. <laughs> and I go, all right, most of these are airborne. I go, oh, yeah, there's a few that are like, you know. Captain's choice. Yeah, yeah, there's a few that are professional, you know, yeah. quality. I'm like, eh, you know, yeah, there's other couple, you know, skanky ones. We'll just pretend they didn't happen and we'll just go about our business. So. Yeah, we get out there. It's a good, good bunch of guys. You know, mixed group of golfers. It does. So basically, go out there. It's captain's choice. Basically, go out there, proceed to play like crap. You know, literally, probably hit three good shots. You know, a couple putts. Our team's in dead last. It, you know, it, it wasn't a great weather day. We've had amazing weather. And uh, I, you know, a couple beers on the course was fine. It's good to see the guys. You know, I came home and my wife's like, well, how was that? I was like, well, it's great to see the guys and everything was fun. I, I said, how was your golf? I said, it was terrible. I go, it, it was, I go, I'm embarrassed. I said, I'm embarrassed about my golf game. And these, and I'm a decent softball player. These guys know, you know, good, good athlete and all that stuff. And I go, she goes, you know, you do this like four times a year. Six times you go play in these events, these Captain Choice events were supposed to be fun. You come home miserable. You come home say you're embarrassed. She goes, you know, you're going to be 55 years old in November. She goes, you got a lot of life. You got more life behind you than you do in front of you. She goes, are you going to suck at golf for the rest of your life? Or are you going to get good? She goes, wow. you know, you used to be a good player. She goes, now we couldn't make a living on your paycheck. She yeah. goes, but you used to come home annoyed if you shot higher than 75. Yeah. And she goes, I'm sick of it. She goes, either get, she goes, either get better at golf, because the whole reason we got into this business. Now my wife's been in the business for a long time too. She manages Caledonia Golf Vacations. The only reason we got into this business is because you loved it. And she goes, you better love it again. She goes, or what are you doing? So, and that's when. But the next day, I booked an appointment with Stewart Clark to get fitted and everything. My equipment was complete crap, junk, didn't even fit. My arms were 18 years old. The shafts were an inch too long because my posture and body had changed. And he's like, what are you doing, man? But he's like, hey, yeah. you still got good swing speed. And he goes, your swing actually looks good. He goes, but we, we need to start on a process. So it happened in February. My wife kicked me in the butt, and that's how I fell in love with golf. That's again. great, and you got perspective. She gave you perspective on it. Yeah, like I that's think that's the best, awesome you know. that she did that. And there's probably men listening to this right now saying, man, does his wife have any sisters? Because <laughs> usually it's the women it's the women keeping the yeah. men home. Women are like, no, don't go play golf because they know their man's going to be gone all day. And here your wife is opposite. And a lot of men are like, like that. I, I <laughs> used have... to be more chicks like her. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, be careful what you wish. No, she's awesome. <laughs> And I will say this about her, and she probably won't listen to this, but she might. She, it, yeah, don't, you know, you have to get the deal set up in the beginning. If your wife's a golfer or you're a golfer, hey, I have never, and I used to play a lot of golf, missed a tee time. 
for for him. My wife's like, no, you can't play golf. She her her dad was a golfer. My brother in law is a golfer. They like they get it. My wife was a golfer for a while. She had a goal to break fifty for nine holes. She worked hard at it for a year and did it, and then she was done. I mean, it was the weirdest thing ever. I'm like, what do you mean you're done? She goes, no, I accomplished my goal. I'm good. She goes, I'm good with it. <laughs> Been there, I'm like, done okay, it. you know. So anyway, if anyone needs a set of expensive left handed Titleist, you know, whatever, I got a whole bag just sitting there. <laughs> So you so, have to talk her back in. Well, it. I love that you're in love with the game again. Does it feel good? Are you? Is your confidence coming back? Do you feel like this is going to continue now? Oh, there's no doubt about it. Um, I, like I'm having these amazing practice sessions for me. Well, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say tour quality. That's ridiculous. But very good quality, high quality shots. Um, I'm just totally in love with the new equipment, which fits me. Everything feels comfortable. You know, getting... You know, I mean, I like technology. I'm not as techno uh, you know, gifted with technology like y'all are, but I mean, I use it. But it has made the process of like practice so much more enjoyable, right? So, I mean, everything. You know, I, I got I, I bought all this great stuff. You know, I didn't even have this is how this is how out of golf I, I didn't even have a range finder. I didn't either. Okay. I, I bought a range I, finder in the last three months. I bought range finder, alignment sticks, my equipment. Yeah perfectly fits me now video I'd have, um, I'd have someone show me how to use the range finder. <laughs> so, yeah yeah Dude, that's pretty bad yeah I mean that's how far yeah that's how far we oh but I'm absolutely like all I think about is golf yeah. now like I can't like I'm, I'm playing softball last night and I'm on the on deck circle and I'm you know swinging the bat and all these guys play golf. It's a yeah. senior league in Merle Bates. Like, Man, your golf swing looks good. And I'm like, yeah, it feels great. I mean, it's like, I'm not even like, it's not even my softballs. I was like, you know what? My golf swing is so good right now. My softball swing's not great. I go, I'm hitting everything. It's about a foot off the ground coming in. I had a great night to play. It was yeah. just like, it's like I was hitting four <laughs> irons or something all over the field, you know. Well, I would totally love it. Oh, it's, it's never going away now. Now, the only thing I do need to do, I do need to get out there and play. More, you know, I'm playing like you know six or seven holes or seven or eight holes, so right. I need to get out some 18. But practice sessions three or four times a week, absolutely love it. See, my problem is, and I was telling Meredith this yesterday, is I practice too much and don't get on the golf course enough. I'll hit balls. My my goal is to hit every, balls at least every other day, but I'll I'll take three weeks before I play again, and you can't do that. Yeah, because I'm not good at play. practicing. I'm yeah. not a good. I don't just hit, I just pound it. Yeah. Just pound balls. But, well, I've yeah. even gotten better at that. And again, we're we're fortunate here, and, I, and um, there's great practice facilities, and amazing golf courses all over Myrtle Beach. That's what we're about here. And most of us in the business take it for granted that we have these opportunities and places. But you know, over a true blue practice, you know, multiple practice greens, right? So never, never try and hit three balls at any target and just switch targets, distances, and everything. But no, I mean, absolutely head over heels and love my older son. Stop. You know, he played junior golf when he was ten or eleven with that old Carol Cudone program. Stop and then played soccer. Yeah, you were. <laughs> then stopped and played soccer. So now that he's doing a couple of different things, you know, I mean, he works hard. He makes a little bit of money, and um, uh, he's gotten back into golf. All of a sudden, right? Because a couple of his friends are like, "Hey, your dad's okay. Can you hook us up?" And he's like, and all of a sudden, he's like, he's like, "I better get into golf now." He is completely hooked. And it's all we do is like we'll send each other like video clips or it's like we've had more we have we communicate more we've always gotten along well he's just very quiet believe it or not and my wife's like well you and I probably just out personality them I mean no one has room to speak in this house you know <laughs> but we talk about golf all the time now 
Hey, how was your? Oh man, I had a great session. He goes, I was at man, I was hitting a six iron. He goes, you know, I'm thinking here, I'm tweaking. And so it's just like opened up this whole new avenue of of a commonality or something we have in yeah. common. So now we have a soft goal of playing in a father and son next year, oh, that's which awesome. would be like a that would just be nuts for us. You know, uh-huh. it would be super exciting for me because he, you know, it would be his first kind of tournament like that. It'd be the first kind of tournament for for me in like a super long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to play a couple of section events back when I was assistant. I mean, I couldn't break an egg in those. It's always like, hey, great round, 75. Or it was like 68, and it's like, you know, 75, 79. It's like, <laughs> like, well, I'm like, I'm just wasting my money here. You know, I'm just filling up the purse. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of infectious, right? Love kind of, like, infects everybody. You know, it's all positive and And we've seen and, that uh, with COVID and the number of people coming into the game this last year. I've been the busiest that I've ever been instruction-wise. In fact, I mean, I'm booked out right now. I can't even take appointments because so many people are wanting to come into the game and and learn the fundamentals, the basics and everything. And golf courses are booked right now. People are out playing. Uh, So it it is contagious. Yeah, six and a half, six and a half, depending on, you know, national golf, six and a half million new golfers coming in. And certainly, as we all know, Folks who used to play six times a year are playing 18 times a year. Everyone's playing more golf. And and I think what's amazing for us, and they don't have the hard numbers, but you can just see it every day. Like if we're good at our jobs, which we are, you're good senior students and, and you're good, you know, amazing with social media. You, like you walk around with your eyes and ears open. But every day the amount of 25, 30, 35-year-old groups of men and women mm-hmm. A lot of younger couples coming in, mm-hmm. coming through the door all the time. What I, what we call the flat brimmers and the flat short, you know, crew, you know, <laughs> flat, flat front shorts, you know, stuff all guys <laughs> like me can't wear. But it's funny. You like, still wear the pleats, right? Uh, uh, yeah, well, whatever. Every, you know, every now and again. But anyway. <laughs> But it's, look, and I'm happy to be a almost 55-year-old man, right? I figure, hey, I got another good 40 years on the planet if I start taking care of myself. So I'm not, I'm not knocking that age group, but when your business, when your business, and you're looking at like, hey, all our customers are like 55 and older, 65, it's like, that's not going to last forever. So this whole influx mm-hmm. bought on by COVID, I mean, really, it is, and all these that work from home and this crowd and like my son's 24 and now all you know all his buddies are out playing and are driving me nuts trying to get them tea times all, all over town so i'm like hey go look at a prime times card or the passport you quit bothering me y'all y'all have jobs <laughs> i go i don't want to call every golf course but anyway that's exciting for me because it's exciting to see young people and they love it they love the social aspect and the music and now we're all selling craft beer and, and all the stuff that and it's perfect <laughs> true, right yeah. i mean selfies and videos and it's perfect. Yeah. We, we, our responsibility now, we, the golf industry, we can't screw this up. I don't know how we can, yeah. but we can't, and we shouldn't. I'd, I'd be interested to see what you guys both think about this, but the, the knock on golf was it takes too long. My, my, my answer is, well, what do you have to do? It's like you're playing four hours and 20 minutes. What else better could you be doing, right? Remember, yeah. they always said, well, I'll just play nine holes. It's like, well. And I think that's like it's it's like shortening a baseball game is is that going to bring more people into baseball? You either like it or you don't, right? Well, I think it depends on the courses too. I think when we were all growing up, you know, courses a lot of courses weren't as long as they are. You know, like I mean, I grew up yardage wise playing 
shorter courses, it was to me maybe that could play some yeah. role. Courses but are a little I, bit different. I mean, I'll admit I lose interest sometimes after 16 holes. It's like I'm thinking, ah, six, 15, 16 holes would be great. But I just think the the excuse of what well, golf test takes too long. It's the technology too. It's like we're wired, so we're just well, everything is like little. You're sound on your bites. phone. Yeah. I got to answer this email. It's like oh, I got to do this. I got to do yeah. that. That is that is a great talking point because um, Golf Tours Solutions, all these marketing co-ops, we have an amazing associations in this marketplace relationships, right? Where we're it's a huge cooperative between all the golf courses, even though they're ownership groups. And three years ago, four years ago, probably as little as three years ago, we were golf business wasn't great. Well. You know, young people, they don't want to play golf because it takes too long. Everything's technology. Everything has to be now. Everything has to be. It's amazing all of a sudden now, again, trying to take you know positive things out of COVID, is people realize, like, you know what? I want to be on the golf course yeah. for four or five hours. I want to be in outdoor space. I want to spend time with friends. Right. Um, I really enjoy this. Like, yeah, life is fast-paced and technology is like this. But this time out here is awesome. You know, oh, the other side, I can work from home, right? I, it, it's just, I, it's completely flipped. It, and, and our yeah, perspective is, is yeah. golf, all the, all, all the excuses we were making because people weren't playing golf, now we're turning around and realizing we need to sell the positive aspects of golf. Maybe, maybe selling this, hey, here's five hours, oh, oh, not even away from any, because you're never away from any. We have USB chargers on the carts. I'm sure you all do too. I mean, no one's away from you're this, You're right? listening to music now. You're out yeah. chilling out. You're having a, yeah, you can, you can work from the golf course. If you, There's no reason not to be on the golf course now. Like, you know, before it was, well, it, you know, and, and not that you always want to work on the golf course, but let's be realistic. Do, do any of us play golf? I, I can't. I could. I don't. I mean, I don't go out on the golf course without my phone. If you have your phone, you're working, right? You're plugged in. So I always want to grab a photo. That's why my phone's there. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a cool shot. oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, that is work. <laughs> that is work. Yeah. I, mean, I think there's three social media directors yeah. sitting here at this table, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> if we want to give ourselves that title. Yeah. But I, I know we're responsible for a lot of it. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people, especially last year with the pandemic, and it was an election year. It was a very intense year, social media-wise. And I actually detoxed at the beginning of this year from it, a lot of it. I just thought, I, I got COVID really bad. When I healed, when I was really sick, Nate knows this. He's like one of the only people I was texting. It just was a life-changing thing for me. Because at that point, I said, okay, I need to hit a reset button. Um, I, I want to change the way I do some things. And so for me, I don't go on social media quite as much. I mean, I'm active, obviously, every day but not to the length. And I make a conscientious effort now when I play golf to not look at socials, to not open up my email application, you know, on there. Um, I'm like Nate, you know, I'll grab some video or some pretty pictures uh, because that's what I really relish about it. Just the, ex the whole experience of getting out there and playing golf, that's my love for it. But there is definitely a lot of people now doing social media detoxes you can actually google it just social media detox and you can look at the dates it's been so much like 2020 2021 learning how to take a break um you know some of the things you can do that i have done is actually delete apps on your phone so like i did that a lot at the beginning of this year like i deleted twitter i deleted um you know apps just so i wasn't i couldn't act 
access it, like Gmail and Facebook, I would actually have to go on my laptop. It, it would force me to take an extra step of do I really want to get on and, and scroll, <laughs> you know, and get locked into that scrolling mode of it. So I think a lot of people are taking the time out for mental health because that's just part of our mental well-being, emotional, physical, everything, mind, body, spirit. I think it's all connected, and I think science is showing that now, how unhealthy staying too connected to digital can affect every area of our life, and obviously, it can affect your golf game. And we can fall in love with golf again, and I think part of that is taking a step back, how active we are on technology, because like you said, Nate, we're, you know, we live in such a digital world, we don't, there's a lot of people, oh, I don't want to spend five or six hours well, on the golf it, course. It, and again, it's like we're in a different, golf's in a different place too, where when someone sends you an email, they expect to respond. Why didn't you respond to me? Like back in the day, like within a I'm working within a company, you'd get an intercompany envelope that was sent three days ago, and then you'd send it back, and and, and we got along just fine then. Things worked, things functioned, you know. So this we we've all gotten our brains. It's like, oh, I gotta get that done right away. I gotta do this. It's good to get things done, but yeah. just snail snail mail wasn't necessarily a bad day. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Meredith, I must say that is great perspective, and and I've I've found myself per, the same way, right? I go out on the golf course, I go out there, I just want to enjoy, look around, right? I don't want to see. I, I take a couple pictures, a little video, because it's. I, I do feel when I'm on our properties, whether I'm playing or yeah. practicing, I, you, you know, it's tough. To, it, it's, I hate to use the term work because I love my job. It's tough, to, know, play your, it's tough to play at your own place sometimes, though, because well, you're looking at things. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. it is. But I totally agree yeah. with with the mental health and, and spirituality, and I am trying to get so much better at that, right? And I'm and Phil Mickelson, and Phil's always just been just such an interesting guy right and I, I was I used to root against Phil because I was a Tiger guy and it's like oh well sports you have to you have to root for somebody root against somebody but I always admired his talent he's an interesting guy but you talk about being inspired which even made me fall in love with golf more like I'm looking at Phil's like condition at 50 years old and let's be honest the camera adds weight and Phil was never as out of shape as everyone said he was and, you know period and that dude looks awesome he looks great was he 55 He's 50. He's 50. 50. Phil's 50. I thought he was 50. And I used to root against him, too. I did, too. But what I was trying to say is the fact that he played, like, terrible golf and came back and won the PJ looks so good in, like, this interval fasting, which is I've experimented with, but I haven't been strict, but I'm going to get strict about it. And, you know, and all that stuff, right? It's all inspiring now. Like, I'm inspired, like, Mm -hmm. see positivity in everything. There's plenty of negativity out there. I don't need that in my life. Amen that's, dra- that. that's dragging us all down. Really that's right. not saying you should just walk around with, with your head in a bubble like all exactly. is well. Right. But um, your point is well made about about everything that happened last year from the plug, you know, just all that the hatred and it's like I don't have time for hate right. anymore. And, you know, hate's a it's you know, hate's a dangerous thing. And let's just leave it at that. We we don't need to get sideways in that conversation. But but golf golf has become a great. I don't. I'm not saying the sanctuary. My my life is really blessed, and and it's my wife and I talk about it all the time. You can't. Oh, aren't the kids doing this? Or they should be doing it. It's some perspective, right? So you look at everything in a whole and say, hey, you know what? It's pretty good. What we you know everything is positive. But golf. To your point, you get out on the golf course, you get on the practice tee, and your focus or, or 
you develop a personal par. Like I find just like beauty and joy hitting a solid golf shot. Like, yeah, I want to go out there and I want to shoot some good scores eventually. And that's going to happen soon. I know it's there, but I'm not even worried about that right now. Yeah. I'm just enjoying playing four or five holes. Hey, I hit a perfect drive there. I hit a perfect approach. Man, that was, you know, perfect read on that putt. Done. Good. That's great. You know, and, and I'm just enjoying that. But I'm not, you know, if I kind of knock one in the trees, punch, I'll say that was solid. But I'm not really focused on score. A long time ago, when I thought I was a good golfer, and I was okay, you know, score was the only thing that mattered. Now, if I got to start paying some bets out to people, yeah, I mean, score is going to matter at some point, but I'm just enjoying. So your expectations and that's expectations. Mean, have, have gone right. down. It's like, I'm, I'm not here to have fun now. Yeah, it's I have goals, but, but I yeah. think, and it's like I tell my son, you know, and he's, he, like I say, he's just getting back into it. So breaking 100 is his goal, and, you know, he, he'll, he'll get there. I said, you're going to get there, and I said, then you're going to break 90, and I said, you know, it's going to take a little bit more work to break 80. I said, but if you want to do that, you can do it because score is important. It's not that important to me, but personal par, I said, personal par and all these things and enjoying time with friends, that's really what golf is all about. Does that make you a serious golfer? Well, yeah, you can be serious about having a great time with friends and having your own personal par and saying, enjoying a beautiful golf shot. You can be serious about that. You, you know, just being a serious golfer doesn't mean that you're someone who's, who's a scratch player or single digit. You can be you can, uh, the most intense, passionate Folks I've ever met about golf who are on practice tee and play all the time are, you know, folks who are 15, 18 handicappers. Mm -hmm. They love it just as much as a scratch guy does. Or a gal. Yep. Or more, probably, right? Because if, if you count score as success, they may have not had as much success, but man, they're the, they're the ones that support the golf business. They pay the bills. They're our core customers, and they love it just as much as anybody playing for a living on tour or it's they're out so there for the experience golf is a very golf is a very personal thing and i think we need to emphasize that more say hey look don't worry about the score on the scorecard the only numbers you should be concerned about on the scorecard are the yards of the golf courses but you know where, where it's going to be comfortable for you well based on realistic distance you drive the ball not your best drive ever Find that place, and you're going to enjoy the game so much more. And that's one thing I would say to our listeners. If you have fallen out of love with golf, um, my first tip to fall back in love with golf is something you just said. Scoring. Don't keep score. Next time you go out and play golf, I would recommend, I mean, obviously you need to look at your scorecard and whatnot, uh, you know, hole placement if you've never played that course or whatnot and yardages and all that helps, but don't keep score. Or if you want to keep score, only write down your birdies and pars. Don't write down anything. Let's say you triple a hole. I'd, let's, have, an, let's, I'd have an empty card. Yeah. Well, listen, so. if you have an empty card, you have an empty card. <laughs> if Let's say you're on the tee and you go out of bounds. Forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Forget about go. it. Tee, tee up another one. Go out there and have fun. Don't write the score down. There's something about that, especially if you're naturally competitive, it, that can be detrimental. You know, for me, if if I take a break and come back into it, the first couple rounds, I'm just not going to keep score. Or I'm only going to allow myself to remember the two or three birdies, few pars I got, and I'm fine with that. Yep. And I don't go anymore mentally. See, I had good friends. They kept bugging me to play golf again. It's like, you've been in a business so long, you don't play golf anymore. It's like, no. 
So they started off just what, what you were doing. We started playing, there was four of us, and we played two-man captain's choice against each other. So that really got me into not keeping my own score. That's if awesome. I, if I hit a good shot yeah. every now and again, it's like, oh, I can do it. That's you know, great, Nate, really. It. That's the way to go. And they were mm -hmm. super about that. So our first two or three rounds were, let's just play against each other, two-person captain's choice. It's like, well, this is good. What do you recommend? So, I mean, that's really good, Nate. Uh, not keeping score, playing a game like that, what would be the one thing you would recommend for our listeners to fall back in love? Well, I'd have to say it depends on where you left off, I guess, right? If you're if you're brand new to the game, then you're just falling in love with it for the first time. But, um, you know, I, I do think, and I almost hate to use the term practice because practice sounds like drudgery, and I love it so much now, and I didn't always love it before because it's, a lot of things have made practice better and easier. But I, I think you have to go in with a realistic attitude. So what, what do I really want to get out of this? Like, you can have a long-term goal, but um, it is is just seeing the beauty of, you know, the ball flying towards the target in, in a clear blue sky or whatever. Is that what I'm looking for? Or if, you know, hey, if I'm really score-focused and some people are and that brings them joy, then you better go see someone like yourself like a teaching professional or something because you're not chances are you're not going to be able to figure it out on your own so my suggestion would be teaching professional make sure your equipment is correct right fitting is incredibly important as far as you know I, I and i've realized that as a p i've been a pga professional for 21 years and have never was you know had my stuff tweaked you know a long time ago but then go into go into a fitting session and realize that your irons are an inch longer and all the lofts and lies are wrong that's crazy yeah i mean that's crazy i mean you talk about compensate but anyway i bet that was a steep more of a steep angle of attack right yeah. there oh yeah yeah it was um <laughs> so you're over the top so to fall in love with it again is is realize what first of all understand why i loved it initially maybe hey look just hey understand why you fell out of love with it and like you want to get back into it for for the right reasons right whatever those reasons are but but i, I do think if, if whatever your level of success is I, I think absolutely with all the amazing golf academies and instructors and what is even better for me and things that i've picked up online are all the incredible golf tips and videos available online that can bolster hey i had a great lesson with meredith and we were you know we went over x and you know, i can find her tip online to support that and i can just review that at any time right, right? in between my next lesson mm -hmm. and then get your equipment fit right and then just find a group of people you enjoy being with there you go that's, that's key. Yeah. 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 Like who you play like with. I'm in, the, I'm in the States. I don't want to play with people I don't want to play with. Yeah. Like I, I, that's true. If know, I definitely, I, I mean. sounds bad, but no, it's like I want to play with people who are fun and energetic and just have fun. Yeah. And when I go play golf, I honestly, like, I dread if I'm getting paired up with someone because I don't know the person. And then suddenly I put pressure on myself. And then, I, and then I'm going to performance. I'm a pro. I have to perform. It's not good for me. So when I play, I make sure that I i book a group i really like but to you, play with <laughs> but you see it on people on vacation you'll have a group of people come in eight people and maybe they don't like each other it's like well why'd you go on vacation oh. with these people right yeah it's like i don't want to play with him too. it's like well why did you, you know, why are you torturing yourself you're paying money to come play golf and it's like it's torture why is you know don't make it that hard right? yeah it's interesting yeah. because in our business because if spend a lot of time on the floor anyway 
you, you hear people all the time, hey, we, you know, welcome to True Blue, welcome to Calhoun, you hope you have a great day, well, we'll see. You know, well, it's a beautiful day. Well, it depends how I play. Yeah. And so here's 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 my yes. st- here's That's my stock line, right? We we all probably have about six stock yeah. lines we use just to move from conversation yeah. to converse or a person to person. So don't let the score dictate how your day is going to go. Enjoy your time with with friends at a beautiful yeah. place. You know, and of course, the hard the hardcore people are kind of like, you know, who's this? You know. Per- perky Pete over here, you know, it's like, yeah, whatever, dude. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's like, but a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, that's some good perspective there. Say, well, and that's like where I'm guys. at. I don't even like these guys I'm with. That would be the next. That's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at. Finding beauty in the day. Although I do, but and I, but I am serious about getting my game back or yeah. or whatever semblance that is. You I'm serious about getting my 30 year old game back. If it, it's not going to be the same as when I was 30. You still but want it, it still, still be want good. to be good, right? But it's, per, it's about perspective and expectations. At this point, none of us are going to be on the tour, so just you know, it's personal growth. It's about just I want to be better the next time out than I was the time before. Take some something positive mm-hmm. away from it, right? Absolutely. So. Well, for those listening, if you want to fall in love with golf again. I would start at Caledonia Golf and Fish Club or True Blue. We're sitting out here at Caledonia on the veranda looking at a view that is spectacular, the best view in Myrtle Beach Golf. Um, Quite incredible. Every time I come out here, I'm mesmerized. That is why, speaking of love, you have so many weddings and engagements, and uh, there's a lot of love going on here at Caledonia. So if you want to fall in love with golf again, uh, you need to book your next round at Caledonia Golf and Fish Club. Also, the sister course, True Blue. Get in touch with Bob Saganti. Bob, let's tell our listeners if they want to come book, fall in love. Do you have a fall in love with golf package available? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, okay, stay and play packages. Uh, you know, book book online. We're, we're available everywhere just like everybody else in, in this amazing Myrtle Beach golf marketplace. We truly are the golf capital of the world. If you can't find what you're looking for in the in the game of golf or anything to do with golf here, you're not going to be able to find it anywhere. But I mean, CaledoniaGolfAndFishClub.com, TrueBlueGolf.com, Myrtle Beach Trips, um, dot com. Of course, Meredith, I love your instructional videos online. Thank and you. Uh, if you don't follow Nate's social media stuff at Myrtle Beach Trips and and on his own page, you're missing out. Because he's an amazing photographer, and uh, I, look, I, I, I time spent with y'all is always time well spent, and uh, I truly enjoy our friendship. And this was—I uh, really enjoy talking about this. I'm—I I don't know if you can tell, but I'm super excited about golf. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> I, I, I see excited. the I, your pupils are now hearts for golf. <laughs> 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 it's good to see you in love with golf again, and. It, it's like anything. Sometimes you go through stages where you're not feeling the love, but the love is back. It's returned, and uh, a lot of people are experiencing that mm-hmm. now. Post post COVID, I like to happily say that we're behind. You know, all of that is behind us now. But um, yeah, new love affair with golf. 2021 uh, golf is growing, and it feels good to be back out there. So I'm glad you're back out there, Bob. And again, thanks for hosting us out here. Uh, it's always a joy to come out here. We can uh, just stay here all day. Yeah, I, <laughs> I want to get some pictures, too, yeah. before we go. Um, but for those listening, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, thanks for tuning in. You can check out our other podcast available on our Gimme Golf podcast. Uh, don't miss out. We'll be back again next week. And thanks for listening. <laughs>